Okay, welcome everybody. Monday, 5th of March. Is there anybody here who hasn't been here at the weekend at all? Oh! <laughs> okay. Okay, that's a few. Okay. Well, let's see, huh? So this is an addendum to the question on Saturday about self-honesty. So when you sp spoke about self-honesty, something's just split right open, right, right down, and kind of in the black space. So a little more thinking mind now. Sure, and, that's and, fine. And I've been um, so I, I, I. What, what I want to know is what what does self honesty look like, or such have been. Is it was almost like a column that I didn't know the answer to. Okay, and. Um, what what and what do you have so far? Well, what I <laughs> when, when I was um, doing the cards, cards the card I picked out is that what you are is beyond all of this, mm. and and it was like okay maybe that's that's the honesty is just that yes okay yes so, ultimately it's that okay but it's one of those magic koans or whatever way we want to say it, that it, it can be applicable at every level. Self-honesty can, can, it's like a pull-through. It comes right through every level. You know the way something works for a while and then you squeeze it dry and it doesn't work anymore and right, then you're working right, on something right, else and right. that squeeze dry and some things last longer than others and, and there are traditions that say you, you use the same thing forever. Works for very few, but you know, it, it, Whatever you're drawn to at the time, that's what you what you work but work with. But self-honesty seems to be able to morph itself into every level. Ultimately, ultimately, it's the lie that you are a separate individual. That's the dishonesty. Right. That's right. ultimately it. But it's there right through because everything is based upon the lie that you are an individual woman. Everything is based on this mistaken identity. Everything is based on it. And so self-honesty will resonate somewhere because there is a lack of it as long as you believe you are separate. Right. Okay, so this brings me to a question I have about a practice I've been doing. And yeah. It just occurs to me that maybe it is in the line of that. So <clears throat> it started last year after the retreat. Um, and I was having like really negative feelings about somebody. And then it occurred to me that if there was no difference, mm. that that person was myself mm. and then I just it, it was like that person became me and all the negative feelings like it just it just kept falling away and yeah. and, and spreading and expanding it's like I go huh, you know is, is this is this me is it, you know I just kind of kept going on that yeah. um, it was so easy to do I got a little frightened of the practice <laughs> In, in a sense, and, and also didn't want to be kind of ending up in some kind of experience of, 
Yes. Some, but it, it just occurs to me that maybe that's just a, a quite okay practice to do until it's not. Okay. Yeah, it's a technique. What you're describing yeah. is a technique like any practice. Right. They are techniques to, 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 mm. to do two things. One is they're usually motivated by the desire to stop suffering. So then you'll have to use it again yes. because suffering will keep yes. coming back. The root of suffering is another thing. So a technique, you know, if I can divide techniques into two things. One is there's a technique which is motivated by, oh my God, I must just stop this repetitive thought, it's driving me nuts. Okay, so then you want, to, you want a quick fix for yourself, a band-aid, fine. Technique will use work for that. But it's going to come back. Now, to break all suffering, there are other techniques, of course. Like the direct path, like observe like stopping identification with the thoughts and letting the thought happen, but don't be pissed off about it. Let it happen. Mm -hmm. Have no desire for anything to be different. Thoughts, feelings, anything. Have no desire at all for them to be different. So it's like there's two levels of techniques. Right. Right. One is motivated by the desire to end suffering. Right. Right. And the other one is actually dissolving the illusion. Right. Do you see? Yes. So you can use that same technique of seeing that, but sure, that is what I am. You can, you can use that to appease suffering, which is what you did in that occasion. occasion. But if you look at that, that that person is who I am, what that is is unity consciousness. Unity consciousness, according to what spouts through this woman, is not deep enough. Because unity consciousness, well, I'm everything. It's like, yeah, fine. You might as well be a part of it. Or I, I mean, da, da, da. now you're something else. Right. Phenomenal. Right. You see? <clears throat> so if you're everybody, or if you're that person that you're pissed off with, that's fine. That's fine. But it's right. not the full Monty. Right. <laughs> Do you see? Yes. Yeah, because you've just shifted a personal identity to a broader identity. Yes. There's some way that I start to disappear as well in that. Yes. Like yes. The sense of... Yes. yes. The separation, yeah. the gross yeah. separation will disappear and something okay. spreads out. Yes. But there is still identification with oneness. Yes. Yeah. Don't stop there. Okay. Don't stop there. It's fine, but know that it's a halfway house. Okay. Three quarter way house, perhaps. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Do you see? Yeah. See the layers of it? Yeah. It's yeah. tricky, eh? yeah? But it's yeah. fun too, you know? Just, okay. Okay. Good. You see? Okay, just know when it's unity consciousness. And if that's what's working for you, fine. But know that it's unity consciousness. And beyond all of that. Yeah. Okay, sure. seem to notice um, people using the word practice a lot this weekend, and um, I don't really have any sort of practice, mm. and it seems like um, everything that, uh, that I've uh, taken from my experiences at uh, Asat Sings, I've <clears throat> just uh, 
known that I could only um, hold them uh, very lightly and uh, take them back into my life. So it seems like um, the past couple of years, uh, I guess on uh, the outward kind of appearance of it, it's going really well. Uh, I'm getting all these really good jobs and incredibly busy and just getting pushed and pushed and pushed and there seems to be this acceleration that uh, it really feels like has the potential to just burn me out so uh, physically you mean physically okay yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. or I mean uh, <coughs> energetically too but yeah, definitely uh, energetically too but it's not clear which would happen first okay so uh, when you um, said to someone yesterday that uh, you, you said something like the, um, the path of acceptance is is fine for a time but then it, it can flip yes so I'm wondering if that sort of is is, is very good yeah. very good yeah you're on the money mm -hmm. yeah yeah acceptance can be self-destructive also, that's the flip of it. That's what you're talking about, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Wisdom is what's required. What's being developed when acceptance turns into a self-destructive, has a self-destructive consequence, then wisdom is actually what's being developed. It's not actually about acceptance. It's just coming through the, the game of acceptance. But it's mm -hmm. about development of wisdom now. You mean um, wisdom in terms of uh, making choices that are yeah more you know, more subtle wisdom really do you know gosh wisdom in its in its broadest context uh, just kind of a, 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 a wisdom just just a knowing a, a kind of an intuitive knowing that informs decision making. There is a wisdom that, that gets developed when the pull to move into subtle ways is, is called for. It's when the pull becomes more refined. Mind plays catch up by developing wisdom. Yeah. Okay. So, if 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 acceptance has been a just a natural way for you to respond, or has been an approach that has come come naturally and worked for you, um, to override something that's been a positive habit for a long time, it's like, well, gosh, this. For, for example, burnout could be coming here. Burnout could be coming here. But, but, but it's just about acceptance and allowing things to be as they are. And it's then that, that acceptance it shifts into being a concept. And there's something more subtle moving because it ceases to work for you. Mm -hmm. Do you see? So it's shifted up into a concept. 
and then that there's a non-conceptual movement happening. Mm. And what I call that is that, okay, now we need wisdom. When the movement starts to break from a concept. So it's still, it's still just a matter of uh, waiting for the knowledge that there's a decision to be made. It's just... Um, uh, almost. Almost. The decision would be more a question of saying, okay, what's the wise move here? Okay. It's more allowing an opening for, for, for some kind of uh, more subtle pull to inform. Because if we make a decision, we're just back here and we're going to grab something else instead of acceptance. Yeah. You'll be back up in the head and it's yeah. like we're moving away from that. That's what this is. Yeah. It's moving away. It's shifting into the development of wisdom. So for wisdom, it can't come from the head. The head plates catch up, so you've got to leave a space and say, okay, what's the wise move here? And then respond to what that says, regardless of the fight of mind, and it probably will fight. Because it's a loosening of concepts. Does that make sense, that map? All so. right, fair <laughs> enough, fair enough, yeah. <laughs> about uh, conditioning and seeing through the conditioning if there's something that you could um, advise with conditioning uh, or, or something that you think would be helpful. Okay. Um, so the experience that I had was uh, uh, I was reading a book and something clicked and I just I put the book down and I just had this experience of a lot of energy flooding into my body. Just um, the the book I was reading was talking about just um, receiving what's already here, um, and um, so there's a flood of energy and also a sense of just feeling really whole. And there is absolutely no wanting and need. You're not wanting anything, and a sense of 
and all this, all the non-teaching and all the books I read really clicked. It felt like on another level, like mm. that what I was seeking all the time from outside things, from people, from things, from like you know, oh my god, money, and was already here. And even saying that now <clears throat> seems ridiculous. Like it's it's already here. Like what are you looking for? Yeah. And. Mm. And that sense of when people say, oh, happiness doesn't depend on anything, that clicked too. Yes. And when I was a kid, that's how I was, just being without searching for something to bring me that happiness. And that just, and, and just, this is enough. And this is always enough. Mm-hmm. Nothing needs to be looked for. Mm-hmm. And then the conditioning is still there. Mm-hmm. The conditioning still rises. Was that a one-off? That that those things were seen on reading that book. Was it a one-off? Um, when I kind of look back on my life, it seems like those experiences have, have has always happened, but I didn't clue into what they were. Okay. Yes. Okay. And, and like even now, even though my heart's beating really fast and really like it, it's it's kind of nerve wracking being up here, there's still that sense of see, I don't know if my mind's playing tricks on me, there's a sense of solidness or of grounding. Okay. From that. So I was wondering, is yeah. that just a you know a trick of the mind. Everything is. Okay. All right. Absolutely <laughs> everything. Everything that you can name, talk about, experience, it's all created. It's all manifestation. Right. Subjective mind, universal mind, it doesn't matter. Imagination or intellect, it's all the same. Okay. It's all just illusion. Right. But, okay, to put it within the movie, <laughs> um, do you know if you deny painting? And you folded it over down the middle and left it in storage for a while. And you open it up and the oil cracks, you know, and there's just, it's just broken. The image is broken. So it's like having a look at that. You know, you've got a picture and you've got the oil, which is, the, you know, the dried oil, which is cracked. And so you can see right through where the picture is. So sometimes you can see to where there's no picture. It's outside of it. And it's just smooth canvas. Just a few millimeters of smooth canvas. And otherwise, whoa, the focus then comes back in and you're looking at this scene of whatever it is, the ocean, the seascape. And this is the conditioning, this close-up. That's the world and there, that's the ocean and that's a seascape. And there's a little crack where, where those things are completely irrelevant. And it's, 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 like, it's like that. It's like a little crack in, in the dream. That's what a spiritual experience is really, do you know? Yeah. It's just a crack in the matrix. If a groundedness has come as a result of it, or something has substantially shifted, then the crack has remained open. It seals over when it becomes an experience and you've no access to it, and you don't know where it was, and you don't know how it happened, and da-da-da. So you've, you've lost the path to it. Okay, it, this mightn't be for you, but just to throw it out there. If, if someone has had, uh, has had that crack 
and they know at will how to access it, then go there as often as you can because that's the way to make the crack widen and this, the picture of the world gets smaller. Do you see? Mm -hmm. Now, if groundedness has, has, has remained for you because of it, perfect. Live from that groundedness. This is just a technique, but all we're doing is making a crack in the dream, that's all. It's not that the experience of, um, of wholeness, completeness, of happiness is anything to hang on to, it's not. But it's a useful stepping stone because it's, it, it doesn't have the, the dense conditioning of the personal eye. It's got the impersonal, it's got the I am, the beingness going on. A good place to train mind to hang out, to let attention release back to the I am and not be stuck out in the world all the time. So if you have access to that grounded feeling, if that's the result of it, absolutely hone in on it so that that's there all the time. So, so what's happened is that a crack has come in the illusion. There's just a good crack. Do you know? Yeah. And um, um, is there something that, yeah, this is all part of it then. The conditioning that comes up then, there, there feels like there's more of a, um, there's more seeing of really old conditioning. Mm. that I thought, uh, really, really identifying with that. Mm. Um, and I'm wondering if there's something that you would um, recommend in terms of uh, the, like really ingrained conditioning or patterns. And with me, it's really, um, or it might be with everybody that sense uh, a body sense when the conditioning comes up, a lot of Uh, nauseating feelings, I guess, that come up, and and I've done all sorts of things in terms of therapy and that kind of thing. It, it kind of keeps coming back in a, in a lesser form. Yeah. Um, when it comes back, do you want it to go away? Is there a commentary or a, a judgment about it? Um, less so now. Like I used to always want it to go away. Like just, if, I'd be fine if this would just be gone. And now it's more of a, I don't know, observing it or being with it. Okay. And, um, and how about moving to, I'd be fine if it stays. Okay. Kind of feels like I have no choice with that. Yeah. Anyways, because it's been there all my life. Yeah. If something's been there all your life, then it will stay. What will change is believing it. That's what changes. It won't be believed. It's just a friggin' scratch in the record. Do you know? It's just a glitch in the wiring system and it's like a kind of a who cares attitude gets developed that arises because as the who cares arises as the desire for it to be different or be sorted or be fixed. When those fall away and you see that, but sure how it is is how it is. It's, it's just, it's just, it's just story. It's just memory. It's just a loop. That's all it is. Believing it is what you go after. Believing it. Do, do you ever get to see it or do you kind of see it and then you're in it? Sometimes both. Mm, okay. Sometimes. There feels like there's more seeing now. Mm. And then, um, 
And then sometimes it's just time to suck in. Okay. Um, but it feels like there's more seeing now uh, for a longer period of time. Okay, very good. Yeah. Okay. So whatever you're doing is working. Okay. Do you know? Because you're getting to the impersonal. Okay. There's less being sucked in. When you're sucked in, you're believing it. Right. And you're in there and it's full on, it's drama. That's what's, that's the movie that's playing. Okay. Do you know? And then when you're sucked in, you're sucked in. Yeah. You can't do anything until you see that you're sucked in and then you're out. Right. So when you see you're sucked in, out you get. Do you know? And that's the, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. It's just, it's just a loop. Okay. But it's actually fine. You know, it's actually fine. The program itself, I bet you it will never stop. Believing it will. Right. Yeah. And it's fine. It's fine to have these same old loops running. You know? Right. Yeah, yeah. Same old loops have started in this mind. You know, there's a few few years of, of it being all quiet, you know, and it's like, oh, wow. Do you think, I don't know, what was thinking like? And you actually can't remember what thinking was like. You can't at all. Mm-hmm. And then somehow, like, old <coughs> loops start again. But it's like they're just kind of, it's just chewing gum, you know? It's just chewing gum. It's just cycling away over there but it's like doesn't it's not touching anything it's just activity of mind but it's the same old loops that you speak i tell them now what's right you know what you speak you know 20 years ago that was the jack character doing you know saving the world or whatever i was doing you know that garbage (laughs) do you see so that's the difference they'll probably always be there if they're deeply ingrained they'll always be there it's fine so it's not the problem itself you know all you can do for now is watch when you get sucked in so that you can observe and when you're observing it it's totally fine have no desire for it to be different for them to go away for them to lessen in volume none at all thoughts are not the problem believing them is can i ask one more question yeah uh, years ago, actually, I sat with you and you asked me, do I know the difference if, do I know if something's harmful or not? And I thought I did. And there's, the mind's chewing on something in terms of, uh, kind of related to what, kind of related what, to what Joe was talking about in terms of, um, uh, accepting something to the point of it being self-destructive. Yes. And then having the discrimination yes. to know, yes, this isn't good for me. Yes. Because sometimes what appears to the mind as, I don't want this, interpreted as something destructive, that's actually helpful. Does that make sense? When the mind interprets something as, I don't want it. Yeah, like, um, for example, like, just a desire for something not to be there, is it? Yeah, or something not to be happening. Okay. But it's actually helpful in terms of breaking down um, beliefs or concepts. Oh, whatever a desire you don't want, jump into it. If you have a desire to not want something, go towards it. Otherwise, the desire is in charge, no? Okay. I think my mind's turning that into something else. Aha. Okay, tell me. Um, hmm. Um, like with uh, I really don't want to get personal but then 
this personal example seems to be sure to be just shoot it out it's fine um, what's personal anyway it's okay. believed to be personal okay <laughs> <laughs> okay like um contacting uh, an ex-boyfriend yeah i know is not good for me okay but then um there's a desire to do it sure yeah okay so then the line of um, I'm kind of losing it in terms of knowing it's not good for me, so don't do that. Yeah. But then there is still that desire to, to, to see him or to call him up. Yeah, but go against desire. Okay. Or if, there does, if there's a desire to do something, don't do it. If there's a desire not to do it, then do it. Okay. So that is a, there's a desire to contact him, so don't do it. Okay. Okay. I have to sit with that. Yeah. Mm. Because it would be destructive, no? The desire is destructive, you see? Okay. So what's happened? <clears throat> if there is a desire for... Mm, okay, just, just to say that, that that's, not, that's not a guaranteed rule of thumb. Everything works some of the time. Yeah. Everything works some of the time. Yeah. <clears throat> so, so when following a desire leads to self-destruction... Like, like the fear that you're going to get lung cancer and you have a desire to smoke cigarettes. Well, feck it, don't smoke cigarettes. Do you know what I mean? All you're going to do is just feed the, the fear for lung cancer. I mean, do you know? Like, that's just an obvious way of like... So, so if there's self-destruct at the end of a desire, for sure don't follow that one. For sure don't. Do you know? Mm-hmm. Because that's when the universe is trying to show you that our faith or grace, whatever we want to call it, is trying to show you that following desire leads to hell, to more suffering. That's what it's trying to show you. Now, you can be sharp enough to see the sequence of events or you can go through it and suffer mm-hmm. until, until you finally penny drops. Right. So you can contact him and get hurt again until you see, you know what? When self-destruct is at the end of a desire, I'm finished with that. I'm finished with that. If you could get that, it would be great. Mm-hmm. Then you would know the sequence of how self-destruct comes in and how you fall into it. Okay. You see? Thank you. Yeah, sure. Sure. How's <clears throat> my cousin? Do you want to come up? No? Okay. Um, this is kind of related to the first thing that Angela was talking about, the groundedness and, and that sort of thing. Um, I, was, I followed a practice that recommended just these short moments of, what was it called, uh, short moments of awareness or something, where it's just sort of, like you just sort of drop and there's just sort of this nothing happening. And it feels like, it seems like I can quote unquote do that. At, when there's not much going on in terms of interacting, like right now it feels like there's more of this volitional quality where it's like I have to choose what words I'm saying and stuff like that. But like coming here on the subway, for instance, like I, I could be looking around and sort of just letting everything drop and it feels like it, the body is, is very solid and there's a sense of contact and just like it. But it's sort of this oscillation of of um, not being able to act from that in that place of nothing happening, it feels like as soon as it's like, okay, I'm, 
the body is, is interacting and it's doing stuff, then it feels like there's this more, like a, a pull back into that identification and sort of a necessity to do something else, like like breathe or some other kind of, something to prevent going too deep into some identification. Um, so it feels like in that teaching, I think it's called uh, Great Freedom, they say that, you know, short moments repeated naturally get longer and longer. And there's a sense that <laughs> just by kind of just letting it kind of do like seemingly choose that as much as possible. It feels like it, it's kind of like you're, what you're saying with the crack kind of gets a little bit wider and it, it just seems to simplify the whole thing. Um, I guess it's just the, the, the sense is that that's more like something that can happen when there's not anything going on and it seems like there's a need to allow it to kind of integrate into the actual functioning of the body rather than it just being kind of this passive like where I can't get too engaged and stuff like that. I don't know how best to put that but it's it seems like there's that that disconnect between simply act simply allowing action to happen and then just that nothing happening moment. Because your attention can only be on one thing at a time. Mm. And what you're doing is placing attention on what's happening, or um, placing attention for on that whatever that is, that great freedom mm. practice. Mm -hmm. So because your attention can only be on one, you see? Because with the technique, it's about placing attention someplace. Okay, because when I do that moment it feels like attention isn't really on a th on anything. Yeah. Whereas whenever the, 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 the seeming flip side of that, it always there's always an objectification. It's sort of like like now I'm focusing on you, or now I'm focusing on yeah. the words that I'm speaking, yeah. or I'm focusing on yeah. kind of a, a feeling in the body or something. Yeah. 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 As you get more relaxed in yourself, things will appear to be happen a little bit more automatic. Mm -hmm. They happen automatically anyway. Right, yeah. It's just that mind imagines it's doing things. Mm -hmm. It's imagining that it has to focus on something, focus on something to control it, and da da da. Mm -hmm. But sure, it doesn't actually. It's just it's just doing that out of habit, you know, mm -hmm. convincing you that it's needed for every, every turn little, of your yeah. head. Oh. Yeah, quite literally turns of the head, yeah. or, or just move any any yeah. type of bodily movement yeah. seems to have that sort of yeah yeah that ownership going on. Yeah, you can let that fade. Mind is just hanging on to something. It's just mm. hanging on to something. But mind needs to be chewing something because that's the nature of mind is to be busy. Mm -hmm. It likes mm -hmm. to be chewing something. And this is why people use a mantra or a word or a focus on the breath or, mm -hmm. or they train the mind to be not such of a, a monkey thing hopping, hopping mm. from thought to thought, you know? Mm -hmm. You could do that. Right. That happens too. But, mm. but for you, it's more just relaxing, relaxing. Whatever attention is, it's like, ah, when it's way out in the world or on something unnecessarily, just mm. bring it back in. And yeah. you'll, you'll find that action will happen automatically. Dialogue yeah. will happen yeah. automatically. Right. Yeah, like right now it feels like there's still that forcing quality. Yeah. But I do recognize at certain moments when there's just... But then it comes back in retrospect, like, wow, that was a moment of total just... Yeah, automatic living. Automatic, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that's mm. how it is, you see. It is automatic. It is all, and it mind is already, superimposes. Yeah. That's all right. it is, you know? And it's always it's always just a little bit behind yeah. behind the show. It it's is. not. It, is. it thinks it's in front, but it, it's not determined. Yeah, but it's it, not. It's behind. Yeah. Or it thinks it's kind of 
like sometimes I'll think, oh, I, I, I was really with it or something, but it's, you know, it's never, I'm yeah. never with it. I'm always yeah, yeah, behind, yeah. you know. That's right. That's yeah. right. Always, yeah. That's mm. right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah, good. very good. Thank you. Isn't it mad? Mind thinks that mind is onto the game of mind. <laughs> you know, that's what we're doing now. Isn't it? It's wacky, like. Anyway. Who'd like to come up? <laughs> Keep interpreting the movements of people getting up. Desire without attachment. What's a desire? To desire without oh. being attached to the outcome of what the desire is. Is is that the way to be? Mm, drop the desire part, because a desire has an attachment. Automatically has an attachment. So desires keep coming up, right? Uh huh. How does? Does one ignore all desires, then one would not function, right? It's funny, but you would. This is the mad thing. <clears throat> Mind will use anything to convince. It's similar to what we're talking about, Michael, just a different example. It will use anything to validate its own authority, control, power. Okay? So, does all desires come from the belief that you are separate? That has to be running just the second before a desire arises. Because a desire is for something outside of what you are, that in some way, something can improve what's currently at play. Because to want something means that there's something lacking. So it needs separation. There's no rest with what is. If there's rest with what is, then desire wouldn't arise. It really wouldn't arise. Now, there is a thing that always arises, which is a preference. And a preference is yeah, it'd be nice to whatever, go for a pint after tonight. Okay, but if you do or you don't, it doesn't matter. Now, maybe that's what you're talking about. There's no attachment at all to the outcome. Yeah, it's just, wouldn't it be an interesting experience? Yeah, okay. To get to the point of that whatever the ride brings, that's what's to be enjoyed, whether there's an outcome of it or not. Yes. It doesn't really matter because yes. we'll all be forgotten anyways. Yes, and that, it, the, and that whatever it brings, either way, doesn't really make much of a difference. In fact, it doesn't make any difference. Yeah, and it's coming to that. Yes, it comes to that. It's, it's yeah. allowing yourself to, I guess, think through that. Yes. And, and realize that yeah, it doesn't really matter at the end of the day. It would be really, really nice, but it doesn't really matter at the end of the day at the same time. Okay, now, the part that says it would be really, really nice. Let that reduce. Yeah. Because that's empty. That's empty. That comes from, oh, an experience is worth having. And that will keep individuality going. Because it's the pull to experience is actually what keeps separation alive, more than anything. It's the draw to experience anything. You, like, you want to experience anything rather than die. 
And that's why the eye stays alive, is because the pull to experience is so strong. So let the, it would be nice, let that shrink. So, so then, I know it's only a language thing, but it's useful to see that preferences is just a natural movement with no attachment to the outcome and, and no, it would be nice or it wouldn't, it doesn't matter. It might or it mightn't, who knows. So preference is that weak. Whereas a desire, yeah, a, a desire is, is something that has followed through. If there's a desire, there's going to be a movement to make it happen. A preference, there isn't even a movement. It's like, yeah, sure, yeah, that's fine. You know, if it happens, it happens, it doesn't, it doesn't. There's something very loose in it. So a preference doesn't have the motivation of action behind it. It kind of needs something else to make it happen. Does that make sense? Makes sense. It's just, what then? What do you mean, what then? So when all desires turn to preferences. Yeah. Um, How does that manifest in life? Like, how, how, how has that manifested in your experience when you came to the point where all desires became preferences? Yeah. Um, whether you ate or you didn't, whether yeah. you slept or you didn't, whether yeah. you breathed, yeah. took a breath or you didn't. Yeah. Um, how... How does... How does the experience function? Because I guess from my perspective, I've gotten to the point of <clears throat> cognitively understanding the, uh, you know, and even experiencing to a certain point the non-dual and the individual. Um, and looking at the individual perspective as just a ride on a roller coaster. Yes. But if, and that ride has when I when I see the metaphor of a ride of a roller coaster, it's all about seeking excitement, but not for the sake of any where that it's going to. From what I'm hearing from you is that don't even matter if you're on a ride or not. Don't let that matter because at the end of the day, that ride doesn't really matter. Okay. So when when you get to that point, why do you care? There's what disappears when desires disappear is that there's no, no perspective um, where experiences are referred to. There's no landing place for anything that happens. It doesn't happen to the me. There's no me. So it's not my experience or my... There's, there's just no me, my. It's like it's a wacky concept. It just... It, there's no landing place for that. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't compute. So, so experience doesn't... It's not, it's not your own. It's like experiences happen, but they don't register, they don't lend. There's no ownership. So it's like life happens, but, 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 but it's like it's a huge continuum. It's not your life. Do you see? But, but everything just seems to happen as normal, I suppose. You don't know what's normal and what's not normal. Do you know? Everything just happens as it does. It's just life being lived. Yeah. But I guess you're not responding. No, no. There's no reference point or no, no position held or nothing to do or nothing to experience, nothing to be gained, nothing to be lost. It's just life being lived without any of that confusion. Yeah. 
and so you just rest in a certain kind of peace yeah it's like it's like there is only that peace there's no sense of even resting in it even that reference point is it's like there is just that peace that's all there is what you're saying that's the image of the movie mm. that everything's arising in your awareness but that's about it that's about it so you just uh, when you have the desire you just let that go and try to make it into a preference basically or just let it go? Let it go. It'll turn itself into a preference then. Or, or, desire, or dissipate completely. Do you know? Just yeah. let it go. And some... Mm, okay, on desires, if there's something that you just can't let go, just can't, then, then for sure, that's... That, for sure, what's happening is that mind has interpreted a natural pull towards something. It's interpreted as desire. Because it lines up with the idea of that would make me happy. Do you see? So that can happen too. So, so if a desire just goes on and on and on and on and on and there's no killing it, it's like, jeepers, go and have the experience. Go and do whatever it is. Just do it. Get it out of your system. Get it out of your system. Yeah. Because that's when it gets confusing. When something has to be done by the body-mind and experience has to be had. But if you're working on, on dropping desires, it's like, gosh, you know, whenever a desire is going to drop, grasp the natural movement, then how is that going to come to fruition, you know? Yeah, and that's, I, I guess that's what was confusing me a little bit, is mm. that, you know, in the manifest, you have no choice but to interact. So how do you just drop the interaction? But you're interacting is fine. That just happens, no? Yeah. Sometimes. I was more premeditated than that. Yeah. That had been a bit more careless, a bit more loose. Yeah. And just do that by just being attuned to what's arising. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Thank you very much. Yeah, sure. Sure. Well, you didn't come all weekend. You might as well come a few times. <laughs> so, I think I had a clearer idea of what I was trying to get at. Um, with uh, the intensity of the job that I'm doing, um, and how it's gotten, uh, how the intensity is, it has intensified. Um, it's sort of been like a, a, a teacher for me that um, it basically when I'm in, in a long stretch of work where it, <clears throat> it takes so much time and it's basically I go and I come home and eat and sleep. That's all I do for a couple of months in the um, busiest uh, parts of it. 
Um, so there, there's so much happening that um, the only way that like, you can uh, function effectively is if, if the eye just stays right out of the way. And uh, you know, as soon as there's any identification or, or notions of how things should go, <clears throat> it's almost instantly kind of something goes wrong or I, mm. I get taught a, a hard lesson. Mm. So it's very useful, but mm. it's also uh, physically um, uh, yes. difficult. Yes. So I think that maybe that's what I was trying to ask about is, and maybe that's already what you were answering, but what, because it, it feels like if it's a movie, if the movie's moving faster and faster to the point where the, you know, the, the character just gets evaporated by, so, um, how do you know uh, at what point it stops being useful? And, no, yeah, I, 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 I do know what you're talking about. Mm. I do. Mm. I do. Okay. <clears throat> Does it feel like a spiral? It's starting to. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, when, when the burn up of the eye takes that kind of spiral feel, and it's like, it usually happens when, when self-inquiry, this is where I've seen it most, where self-inquiry takes a grip. And then that's just an intellectual exercise. You see, that's no demand on the physical body. But, but it's like, it, it's just like something, something is just, it's got a momentum of its own and you're just kind of trying to keep up with it. With self-inquiry, it's fine because it actually blows out something, but it doesn't have a demand on the other levels. Yeah. But what you're saying is it's got a demand on every level. Now, the body can't sustain that kind of thing. That's the only thing. Your adrenal system can't sustain it. There are certain things that won't be able to sustain that level of burnout. The energetic would be fine, but there's a physical happening in parallel. Mm. That's where I'd be concerned. So then that's where the uh, uh, wisdom comes in to know when uh, to exactly. switch, switch it off. Exactly. And if there is some way to, uh, to adopt the framework of, of how, how you, you're managing at work to, 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 to do day's work without the eye, what, what is that program that you've now developed? Because if, if that can be your MO, then you don't need to work 10 hours a day in order to... 10 is short. <laughs> oh, jeepers. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. So, um, you see? But, but I like the job. I'm, I'm sure. happy there. Sure. But, uh, but if you can... It seems to be turning into something. It's turning into something else. Yeah, it's turning into something else. Yeah. Yeah, so the wisdom to find a bit of balance. Right. Yeah, I know, I know, that's, that's tricky now. The greatest learning you could take is to try and understand how, what, what loop has mind developed so that the I actually stays in bed? How, how, 
how did that get cracked? Do you know what I mean? That you can work a long day without any eye. And does it need a physical drivenness to this point? Yeah. Can You know? Mm. So like if, if, if you were to take a break before the next job or something, take a real break, uh, what would be that mindset that could ensure that the eye doesn't grow back? Mm. That would be an interesting thing to look at. Does it need physical, full-on activity in order for the eye to be absent to this, to this degree? Because mm. if it needs something else, then yeah, you've got to short-circuit that. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> We're chipping away at it, aren't we? <laughs> So I'm just wondering if I should just put myself in the thick of things and to really work with that part that um, gets really scared and then feels really bad about myself when I don't perform according to the way I think, or whether to be gentle or combination. And I'm gentle. Gentle. Well, then when do you when do you go into the fire and when do you? Do you think that mind is is uh, is 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 interested in this question because it's avoidance of wasting time. Is there a bit of that in it? Say that again. You see, if, if we go along with, yeah, jump into this, then you've got a project again. And this is your big addiction. Projects. Yeah. yeah. Being busy and, and having structure and order and something to do. Right. There's more of a framework or of a control issue to break down if, if, if there's an ease about wasting time. At the moment it looks like wasting time, but actually where I'm directing you, really, huh. is, is to find the natural pulse of life. And nature has the echo of it. There's a natural pulse of life and you're at a different speed. Oh, okay. Do you see? I understand what you're saying. Yeah. But and not clearly, like for example, I play bridge. Okay. So um, if I play in duplicate in, in a really good club, then it's very scary because it's against really good players. So I'm nervous the whole time. Okay. So I can, so like, do I, a lot of people jump into that to get better. Okay. Okay. So there's like, so I don't know if it's related to that. Um, the natural ease, or do I yeah, push myself, or do I just go as just an example? Sure, but it's sure. Um, hmm. 
there's more for you to to gain by letting go. You, you know what I mean? It's a, this is a paradox. Like I'm, I'm, you know, I'm saying gaining, but I'm meaning letting go. Yes. <laughs> there's more yeah. of you to gain by 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 doing nothing. By doing and nothing than by doing that. Yes, than even by doing that. Okay. For now, for sure, for a few months, for sure. Okay, that's what I was curious about because I don't get a sense of which way because there's a fear. Yeah. I'm watching a lot of fear there yeah. as well as the doing, there's all that coming up. You see, in the yeah. space that's created from wasting time as we're calling it, yeah. everything is going to show itself. Because mm -hmm. why do you love structure? To keep yourself busy so that the stuff doesn't come up. Right. So hello, the stuff was going to come up hot and heavy. Well, it's coming up anyway, and I can feel it all the time, and yeah. I, with it, I can watch it yeah. and feel it like it's there. Yeah, it's. But there. there's the belief in it. Yes, you're talking about don't believe it, and I, yes. I'm aware there's a belief. Yes, yes. Okay. Gently, gently, gentle, gentle, okay. and ah, softness, softness, and relax, okay. and it's like, hey, it's okay. I get to all that. You know what? But no projects for now. None at all. None at all. Nothing to be fixed, nothing at all. You see, the way the way you're wired, you could be forever on the spiritual path because you'd you'd, you'd love it. I have been. Yeah. <laughs> you see. Yes. So because you, you're you're a doer, you know, yeah. and, and 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 that's it, and and it's the next thing, and it's the next thing, and that's the way you focus. So you you just stay treadmilling, you know. Yeah. Okay. And the other question I have is that. I have a sense that I can tap into that space. It's the space of? Just... Oh, beyond. That's, I yeah. have a sense of that. Just yeah. it. But I'm not sure if I'm like, just in the quiet. Yeah. So when you're talking before about the crack. Yeah. So I don't know, but it feels like, like just when I stop. Yes, yes. Because because dissolving all the you know the blips of the ego. There's times when you have to do it, but you know the whole point is is I don't know falling through the crack, but nothing goes through it. Do you know? Yeah. But it feels like you're falling through the crack, and then sure, there's nothing there. Of course, it's all taking. Like right now, there's nothing there. There's, there's just, nothing. There's just nothing. There's nothing there's just there. Yeah. It's okay. And words are coming out and life is happening and it's grand. Yeah. That's yeah. it. That's so it. just allow that. Stay there. You can't stay, stay there. there, like, but you know, you but can only know to, when you're out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. So yeah. just allow that. That's space. more important than any project than anything. But mind will say, oh, let's put another carrot there and keep the show going. Mm -hmm. That's all it's doing now. Okay. Ease, relaxing, natural pace. Let life be lived. Soft, soft, soft. Soft, soft. Just want to check with you. Yeah, sure, sure. No projects, mm -hmm. no challenges, no practice, except to just relax and find the pulse of nature and let that let that live life. Okay, great, thank you. Sure. Thank you. Sure. about the uh, the mind body connection 
Mm. It's been my experience and things that I've seen personally that the things that we take into our body and the things around us um, environmentally that affect us seem to have uh, a contributing factor on the things that I feel and think, the kinds of thoughts I have and things like that. Uh, depression, anxiety, um, anger, aggression thoughts, or feeling very peaceful and tranquil. There seems to be this connection from the things that I've been doing and detoxing and things like that. So I, I'm trying to understand more about the importance of dealing with that aspect of it versus the aspect of the emotional um, parts that may have played a part in me initially attracting these things in my body or the way my body reacts to these things or maybe holding on to things. And um, there's so much to do in terms of the external things that I can do that rid my body of things or to uh, take good things and supplements and other things um, or to um, emotionally process things and then I'm wondering how that might affect the body on its own to heal and rid these things or how much my body might hold on to things if I don't emotionally process. So I'm trying to understand that connection better and I'm wondering what your yeah. view on that is. Yeah, 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 there's no, there's no black and white rule on this one. Um, every, every physical body is organized to a different degree. Every single one is, it, it, it sings a slightly different note. It's on a different vibration, you know, it, it has to be. The, the physical forms are mm -hmm. slightly different. So the, 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 um, uh, the program that would be in that body that I'm looking at there in front of me, the program that would be in that body in terms of its um, vulnerability to pick up the energy of an animal that it's eaten to respond to, you know, doing a liver cleanse and your anger goes down, for example, to, 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 to tackle it through the body would be different to somebody else. So okay. you've got to know what works for you. Okay? Now, can can everything be dropped through through the body? No. There will be a time when it stops working for you. There will be a time when it stops working. At that point... You need to be honest with yourself to know that, okay, I've done enough. I'm just going to maintain the body and it's not going to be the focus anymore. If, if you miss that signpost, it'll just turn into an obsession. If it becomes an obsession, you know, okay, okay, I, I'm avoiding here. I've got to shift track now and start looking at the, the conditioning at another, from another, another angle. Do you see? Mm -hmm. Okay. So, so ultimately, the, the mind uses the body for its own purposes. Ultimately, the body is just a lump of meat. That's all it is. It's a lump of meat. So, and, and the meat can, you know, it'll, whatever, soak whatever's put into it, it'll do whatever, but the mind will, the mind will find different cells to place ideas in, to place believability in. Chemically? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. This is why detoxes work. You change the chemical makeup of something and 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 whoa your thinking gets clearer now it can only work to a certain point because after that point it's believing the thoughts it's not the thoughts are the problem it's believing them is the issue do you see so you're saying that if the belief changes 
then the body that's storing certain thoughts chemically will naturally release that because it no longer needs to hold on to that. I got to stall you because I'm caught in when you said the belief changes. It's about a belief, beliefs being dropped. Being dropped. Okay. Yeah. Okay. As opposed to replaced. Okay. Okay. So go on again because so I got stuck there. Okay. So so let's say if, a, if beliefs are dropped, mm. does that mean that the body will naturally respond by dropping the, uh, the chemical holding that thought in the body because it no, no, no longer needs to hold that? Is that a, In a most cases, but it's not exclusive. That's it depends on the, on the, the organized there system. There could be genetic markers. Bingo. Yeah. G genetic environment, habitual, yeah. Okay. So if I was um, toxic with heavy metals, yeah. that could be, from what I'm understanding, that could be either because uh, it could be some emotional things which cause the body to hang on to these heavy metals. Absolutely. And it could also be a genetic predisposition. Absolutely. These things, or um, uh, an exposure. Absolutely. So I, I have to figure out which one that is. You have it. Okay. You have it. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. And then at a certain point, knowing that you are not your body has to kick in. This machine is useful, but it's not who you are. And how would that play into the, what we're talking about? How would that look more um, practically in terms of how I would address the issue of... Yeah, some, some go through a natural phase of totally abandoning the body because there's no other way to take the focus of the body uh, to put it into a different perspective. It's like it has to be completely disregarded. And that's what happens for some, and that's what happened for Jack. There was just no concern at all of whether I ate or slept or for a few good few years. Or what you ate. Yeah, coming from like completely organic and, da -da 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 and all yeah. that stuff. And went right into, okay, actually, forget it. Just forget it. And, I, you know, and of course, the body did all kinds of wacky things, and I didn't respond. And No, just no. Not listening to that. No. I'm staying inside here because I'm not this body. I'm not this body. Okay. And now it balances out again. And lo and behold, there's t care of the body is happening now again. Um, uh, that's, that's one way. But, but Jack's pattern tended to be extreme anyway. So, mm, do you know, so you have to take out a pinch of salt, you know. Um, however, the no, that crack appears of that knowing that, whoa, this body is just a beautiful, exquisite machine, but it's not what I am. It's just a lovely place where a perspective views from. It's a viewing point to the outside world, but it's not what I am. How that piece of knowledge comes, who knows? It can be just a eureka second and moment just to see it. it could be in the subway and it could just come or it might take years of abandoning any idea of the body in order for it for it to be seen right. but that that will come organically the method is not an issue because you'll know what to do you'll be driven to it yeah okay that's a very good point okay okay thank you sure, sure. <laughs>
mentioned this before to you, but I'm feeling, uh, I mentioned that I've had the uh, seeing that I was love and, uh, and my molecules were just molecules of love and there's also molecules of love outside of me for this body-mind character. Mm. And it, um, tonight I'm getting this sense that it'd be yeah. helpful for me just to revisit that. Like that was a crack for me. Yeah. Yeah. And when I'm sitting there revisiting that, you know, I just feel really at ease and spacious. Yeah. And it really loosens my identity yeah. a lot. Yeah. So I'm just wanting to check with you. Yeah. I guess if, if that's where I should be going. Yeah. Know, basically putting my attention there. Because yeah. it seems, even though it almost feels like a memory, yeah, it still feels pretty kinesthetic and yeah. um, you know, pretty fresh, even though it was a couple of years ago. Sure, sure. Okay. Is there a beyond that when you go through the love? I haven't tried. Crack. I haven't tried to go beyond that. Okay. okay. So go behind that? Well, go into the love thing, that's spaciousness, yeah. and then there's foop, and something just... Whatever, the, the, you know. The, I haven't tried that. Yeah, because just like yeah, sort of marinating in that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was so lovely. It was like it's the best one I've had. Yeah, it's the best yeah. experience. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It, yeah. Sure. It's beautiful, but but so, sure, I'm not going to let you marinate for long. You know. Yeah. No, I don't. Yeah. Yeah. I just haven't. It hasn't yeah. occurred to me. Yeah. You know, sure. To go deeper. Yeah. Sure, sure, go to it because because love is love is love love is what movement is. Love and movement are synonymous. So it's the very first ohm. It's the very first vibration itself. Okay, so that's that's what you're doing. You're going to the most basic thing after space. There's movement. Okay, so you're going there. There's prior to it. This is the thing that's prior to it. So you can go there, but flip behind it. Now, the flipping is important. Okay. If you don't flip, it'll turn into a drug. And we're not going there. All right? So go there, and then it's like, okay, not this. In the same way as you would, let's say, do a technique of meditation to like, I don't know, calm everything down or bringing in gold light or whatever I don't know what people do but you know whatever it is to just calm everything and then fump and then you're in meditation use it like this okay so that so that whoa just the total whatever that expansiveness of just love is there and said okay not this prior to this and they'll either be a flip or they won't but to make yourself available for it yeah. otherwise an attachment will happen to this love thing prior to this. So you use it as a means. When everything is relaxed, thump. Before this. And when mind comes in, oh, back to the love again. Before this. Or outside of this. And a crack might or might not come from there. It's a springboard. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, 
How you doing? <clears throat> the glow has uh, dimmed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. When I was here on Saturday, I was I was feeling better than I felt ever. I think now it had been going on for twenty four hours. I described yeah. that I'd had this moment of uh, Friday afternoon of feeling horrible and not even not even, like I had to I had to hide from everything sensory for just a half an hour. I just was uh, it was painful. And then <clears throat> when I was in that quiet place, I um, I don't remember exactly what I did, but I somehow I got the understanding that this um, that I had a to do list for myself that I had to accomplish in order to be I think I said in the program right mm -hmm. um, to be uh, allowed to to keep marching on the spiritual path <laughs> and suddenly I realized that all those um, detachments and disidentifications were just a, a, another to do list. Mm. And um, somehow that realization just took this huge weight off my shoulders, and, and I continued to feel wonderful for 24 hours. But you know, as I was sitting here listening to other people describing similar kinds of things, and, and you talked about the crack in the canvas, it was so discouraging to go back home Saturday night and you know, sort of rush to look at the painting again. And the damn crack wasn't there anymore. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I searched everywhere for the crack and I couldn't, I couldn't find it. <laughs> it's, not, it's not funny. <laughs> so you're back on the program again, Jim. <laughs> so back on the program again, marching down the spiritual path. Um, I learned a lot from uh, what other people said tonight and, and the answers you gave. I just didn't want to miss this opportunity to, yeah, yeah, to learn a bit more from what what happened, that experience. Yeah. I realized it was just an experience. Yeah. Um, but God, it was nice. Sure. And and, uh, and it beats the hell out of what I've been experiencing so much of my life. And yeah. What I've experienced so many times sitting here talking to you. And, yeah. Uh, so do I. This feels like a, it's a desire. It's a desire to go back to that and, and okay. to know, how do I get back there? Okay. How do I get the canvas cracked again? You know? Okay, no can do. Yeah. Because that's, yeah, and then we're feeding desires and then we're just creating a yeah. polyfiller, you know, whatever, yeah. do you call it polyfiller? <laughs> yeah, okay, <laughs> whatever, yeah, fill in the cracks. Yes, yeah. Mm. <sighs> so now what? Yeah, so now what? <clears throat> what would you say was the key thing that brought that crack on Friday? Um, the first thing that comes to mind is um, letting go of the desire for enlightenment. Okay. Or self-realization or whatever the word is. Letting yeah. go of the desire for it and the, and the to-do list. Yeah. But I've, tr I've since tried to recreate that letting go, and uh, it's gotten sticky again. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, can I put another interpretation on the letting go of des the desire for enlightenment? Sure. Surrendering to what is. 
Yeah. Tim, I've really been <clears throat> I've really been in love with the idea of dropping it. And surrendering doesn't sound like dropping it. What does surrender sound like? It sounds like uh, letting it all keep happening. Yes. Then there's no desire. It's the desire is what brings the pain, Jim. Mm. It's always desire. Yeah. Real surrendering to what is. There's no desire. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. Real surrendering. Yes. I think I do. I think I do a lot of quasi surrendering. Yes. You know, kind of surrendering with an edge of victim in it or something. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I guess I just have to put up with this. Yeah, that's not surrendering. That's victimology. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Real surrendering, like humility, surrendering. You know, mm. like. Let it bring you to your knees, like, because yeah. you, you, when it was glorious to hear you talking on Friday night because you just really, as you arrived at a point where you just couldn't do it anymore. Yeah. That's surrender. Mm. That feels good. No desire there. Okay. Real surrender. Okay, that's all. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Sure. <coughs> <coughs> I think I would come up here today. (laughs) (laughs) As you said to me yesterday, uh, I'm more mental, you know? Mm, I noticed. (laughs) (laughs) So, this surrendership. Does it happen, or you 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 develop it? It depends on the person. For some, you're 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 brought to your knees, and you'll kick and scream, and you're brought to your knees, brought to your knees. You just you're just beaten. That's kind of that's what happened to Jim on Friday. He was just beaten. Just couldn't do it anymore. Uh, and now, I'm I'm asking to cultivate it. Mm-hmm. You see, there's a place for both. So what about Dean? I don't know. How does how does the idea of surrendering resonate for the Dean character? I love it actually. Ah. I but um, see, but came. Yes, very quickly. Very quickly. Yeah, yeah. 
There is a beauty to surrendership. Um, it's easier, obviously, because then you really don't struggle with what is. Um, but I really don't know for for this for this body mind whether. It can be cultivated or it just happens. I wonder if the Dean character were to cultivate it, would it come from a place of a little subtle idea that there's something to be gained from surrendering? And then that's not surrender. It's not surrendering for or surrendering to just surrender. <coughs> if it's used as a technique, then it's surrendering for. <clears throat> but techniques can help you to come to a point. Yeah, then it's surrendering for that point to be reached. That point to be reached. Mm. So, <coughs> to say, <coughs> I want to surrender because I want to be free, is to get to the point of freedom, which is not true surrendership then? That's not true surrendership, because the guy who is surrendering is going to be sitting there, waiting for grace. Who's going to surrender the guy, the guy who's surrendering? We'll just have an identified surrenderer. If that's English, I don't know, but anyway. You see? It's a technique, we have a surrenderer. So yeah. this is a different thing. Yeah. So how about just being, you know, just be and not too much. Too much. Yes, too much. Just to be is too much? Yes. To be or not to be. <laughs> Chuck both out.
if I'm not noticing down the back, because after about three rows it gets very hazy, silhouette-y. So just come up if you are, I can't see hands. Hello. Hi. <laughs> um, I have a couple of questions. Uh -huh. Keep going. Um, first one's about a bit making yourself available. Because I've been having experiences and they just come and I was trying not to seek them. But today you said it's good to go to the crack as often as possible. So I just started reflecting on how they happened and if it matters what precedes them. And um, I just discovered that it's almost always this kind of childlike innocence, like just dangling my feet and looking at the world in this wonderland and gratitude. But tell me about the spiritual experience that you're talking about. Sure. They're always different, but the last one that happened like four weeks ago was um, when everything just disappeared. The world disappeared and there was nothingness, but there was someone looking through my eyes and this went flat like thin paper or even... Oh like, yeah, yeah. It was curiosity. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, like I can see. Yeah, yeah, a two-dimensional thing, yeah. And then, uh, um, so I'll just go to my second question, because then... It happened and there was fear that brought me back. So yeah. first there was curiosity and kind of like a cotton wall, like everything was quiet but very loud and clear. Okay. Like just awareness but no senses. Okay. Flat paper. Okay. And then I came back. Fear. Yeah. And then again, poof, it disappeared like very quickly three times. But there uh -huh. was always a fear that brought me back uh -huh. because of like nothingness. So that was my question about fear. Because it happened before when the world just kind of disappeared. And okay. Okay. Here's my sense. Is that you've got spiritual experiences over here and then there's life over here. Mm -hmm. And spiritual experiences are taking your focus and that's all fine. But until you start out whatever is going on down here, uh, it's like you're just showing me this side and it's like some, 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 you're hiding something. Yeah, I know. That's why I came up the first time. I was yeah. showing you where hiding. It's something about, uh, about normal life and things that you haven't seen about yourself in normal life. Mm -hmm. Um... And the spiritual experiences are distracting you beautifully, but actually they're just going to go on forever and going to lead you nowhere because you have to start out something else. Mm -hmm. Can you see what it is? It could be anything from a relationship with money, relationship with family, relationship about sex, understanding about, uh, about I don't know, judgments about people, about yourself, your relationship with your body, a a anything. I mean... Mm -hmm. There are certain things that are that 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 are not at peace, and you have found a way to work them so that you survive. And it's like, oh, that's fine now. That's the way I do that, and that's fine. And actually, it's something that you haven't cut through. It started. This path started as a relief from suffering. I recognized that. I told you I was depressed, so I found that as a painkiller. But then it just kind of like progressed. Then it progressed. You see, yeah. 
that because today you said it's helpful to go to those crafts yeah. when you can see. Yeah, but that's your thing, is that you'll, you'll, you'll always hear the part that has to do with giving mm -hmm. yourself more experience because there's major avoidance going on of something down here in a bucket. Okay, so just staying, observing the senses, like, I don't know. What's the story around depression? What did you learn from that? I learned to be alone. I was there the first time, like, was, my husband left me and I couldn't find peace. Yeah. But it feels like I've worked through that, like, it really feels like that. Okay. So that was a big lesson. Okay. And, uh, yeah. Do you love yourself? Just have a look, just have a look. Just have a look at the subtleties of how you live your life, of how you behave. There's something there, mm -hmm. something there that, that there's a veneer over. Any pointers? You're the one who's placed the veneer on it. You have to, you have to go in there. Mm -hmm. You have to go in there. I started with Vipassana, with just observing sensations and thoughts. Is that uh, helpful? Because it's being present with whatever it is. And... Okay, okay. Uh, it's like a can of worms and you're just not opening it and mm -hmm. I can't because it's your can you know mm -hmm. but I feel like over this maybe like since last March I started this uh, uh -huh. path whatever, yeah. and uh, it feels like uh, whatever comes up has more space to show like it's most yeah. clearly seen yeah. so uh, there's no fear of whatever is arising I'm very good to look at it. That's very good very good. The things are arising. Very good. That's the way to go for now. Okay, okay. Um, it, it's almost like to get more involved in life. Okay. Because there's been too much of the etherical. It's <laughs> like you, you've, you've hit something now of where it's kind of becoming a lifestyle. Mm -hmm. you, you, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's like, that's fine. It's just, it, 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 let life be in the center. Yeah. And I'd say the opposite to somebody else, do you know? Let life be in the center. Because something is out of balance and there's, a, there's something locked away very carefully because this other stuff mm. is where you're going. And that's what you want to do. And it's like, you're actually going to have to, you're going to have to go for this. Mm. So to, for, for you to see what this is, be really, really present in your daily life. Okay. Really present. Get right into living. Mm. Right into <laughs> daily life. Forget the crack in the Absolutely. painting. Absolutely. Forget the crack in the painting. Thank you. Get right into life. It will show me. I trust and that. then it will show it you. Will show it, it will. It will, of course, because it will be in your face. Yes. Do you know? I, it's I like, love it about life. Yeah. It feels. That's right, because something in mind has set up a little bit of a loop where it's kidding you, and it's trying to kid me, and I can't see it. I can't find it, but it's like I smell it, but I can't find it. Do you see? Yes. So get right into life. Real living. Normal, normal living. The real gross stuff, do you know? And see what's authentic there. Go for what's authentic, what's I think, real. I think I um, don't allow myself to feel certain emotions. Like I don't do yeah. anger. I know you yeah. don't. And then yeah. I did, and I was like, whoa, anger. And yeah. then, like storm comes and storm passes, and that's fine. But I don't, um, like I don't do it with people. Yeah. And then it comes up, but I don't. I guess. You see, I don't this, allow all these emotions. No, you don't. 
because you spend your time on the spiritual, the spiritual is in the middle and... Yeah. The first lady who spoke today, like there was uh, one situation that kind of introduced me to my anger. It took 35 years, you know, but I found it and I was very happy and I like expressed the anger and then I saw the destructive nature of it. Yeah. And I didn't like it so, but, but then doing this path, I was able to reach the state where it was very clear that the other person, like there was no other person, so it was very, like I kind of went there. Okay. Know? And it was, so I saw it as a more kind of authentic way to, out of misperception or whatever, but, okay. so, um, I do not allow it. Okay, okay, so, so to take it a step further from that, because, okay, the spiritual stuff that you know spiritually comes in and that kind of dilutes it a little bit. It's like, while this isn't real, I have to say, be more real. Yeah. <laughs> do, you, the, do, do you know? Be more real, more authentic. authentic yeah. More authentic. Yeah. It'll be great if you just shouted at somebody in the street. Somebody bumped into you. I forgot to say what you watch where you're going. <coughs> do you know, in Ireland we do things like this. Culturally, I know it's not quite okay here. So <laughs> yeah. F find your place, you know? Find your place in it. Like. That feels so scary, so I have to do it. Tonight. You see, this is it. Yeah. It's this kind of thing. I don't, yeah, I don't do those things. No, you don't do those things. You're too busy being spiritual. Well, I mean, do you yeah, know, I'm really? I'm going for you now, like, but, you know. No, I'm parroting myself. I was like, no, but I couldn't do that. Yes, so I have but to. you have, have to. to. Be authentic, be real, be like, come right in to, to life. Yeah. Come right in. Come right in. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Thanks for seeing through. Yeah, no, good, good. Yeah, yeah, no, that's great. Good, we're there. Yeah. to do with a sense of vacuum, void, and I think it has to do with uh, a lack of, or a, a perceived lack of love, or, and I don't even know what, at this point, to, to call love. It has been many things, and it's been uh, desire and love at many levels, and um, so a bit of the backstory mm. is to having done lots of spiritual practice and looked at a number of different uh, kinds of practices and sort of tried to like cut right to the heart of them and maybe skip a few steps probably. Um, I end up actually understanding all these things and then even having the experience, it seems, of these states 
and enjoying it very much, or, or in being terrified as well. A gamut of, of reactions to all of them. And then, and then I'm in this sort of vacuum. And so I, I wreck it all, like it's a sandcastle, so I can build it all again. And then I do that over and over and over again. And after all that's happened, uh, I sort of, I sort of go, where, where, like love, love would save me. If I loved something, it would allow me to focus on, on something to, you know, stop me, stop me being the sort of mischievous spiritual child, building it all up and tearing it all down. Um, so I, there are times when I go, what can I, what can I love? Can I love, um, if I get to the point where I don't know what love is for anyone else, I don't know if, if waking them up is a good thing. If they're sleeping soundly and they're dreaming beautifully, why would I want to wake them up with whatever I have to say, which it, it might make them wake them up or might put them further to sleep? I don't know. So, is a question coming out of this yet? No. No. <laughs> it's, it's, do I need... Is love a necessary thing? I find when I'm in the vacuum, I'm, you know, I've gone as far as I can go. There's no more uh, desire to go any further. Sometimes there's a feeling of equanimity and bliss in it. Is there a you in it? Are you in it? I know we use these words, but are you in it, like experientially? When I'm having trouble with it, there's a you. When there's no you, then there's no trouble. How can you have trouble with the vacuum? What do you mean? There's nothing to do. Yeah. And I guess I have trouble with that. Ah. I, you know, I have, I don't know, there are many things to do, but I can't choose. For example, if the, the best way to get me to do nothing is to give me two, two choices. And I've found that I can't decide between, it's a really weird thing. I didn't used to have that problem, but it got to the point where if, two people invited me to do two different things at the same time. I, I couldn't choose between the two things. Yeah. And so I finally just got to the point where, I, you know, please don't ask me to, you know, one person's always asked me, to, asked me to do something. If you ask me, then I won't be able to do either one. Okay. So I don't know if that's a manifestation of the same problem, but uh, it does feel like a problem. Gosh. <laughs> it's, okay. It's a, it's a sense of now, it's following a non dual line of things. But then it's, you know, well, why do anything? And what is love? I, I, I used to, when I had a sense of love and deep compassion, I could like do anything, sacrifice anything. It didn't feel like a sacrifice. I would just feel that there was, this was love. And so I would go that direction and do it. But then somehow that got. Uh, lost, in some sense, or mislaid. So, what's my question? Is you know what now? What do I do? Do I do anything now? Do I just sit there and not try to mess with it? Or <clears throat> okay. So, what is love? It's this. It's a. It's a warmth. It's a feeling of 
It's, it's kind of like a moving towards is it? a person. Towards a person. Uh, or a thing. Or it's, it's, a, it's a feeling of not necessarily merging, but of no separation between me and the other. But there is no separation between you and another. Can love just be instead of be doing something? Yes, but it seems to want more, so. It seems to want more. Yeah. It. Mind is the only thing that ever wants more. Desire is the thing that wants yeah, more. mind's interpretation of love. Bingo. You're wants more. Absolutely. Mind has interpreted all these things you're talking about. Oh, yeah. That, that's, that's something I would have mentioned, is that yeah, sure. that occurs to me. Yeah, yeah. That it's all mind. All, everything yeah. I'm doing is I'm making up yeah. mind. Yeah, And then that's great. I go for a long walk and everything's fine. And then, but the system resets itself and I'm back into uh -huh. the void again. Uh-huh. But yeah, you're right. Uh, mind is the only thing that wants more, and love just is love. Love just is love. And mind has the idea that it's moving towards, and it is to be expressed, and things will be better if it's used. There's like a sense of frustration, I think, or of, of uh, something wants to be exercised. Is yes. maybe to be dancing around the words, but yeah do, do, do you have a lot realized yeah the love wants to be realized it doesn't it doesn't something else doesn't it's using love is there some do you have a lot of energy sorry do i do i yeah. have a lot of energy yeah uh sometimes yes energy like, management is sometimes a challenge i'd say it is tell me about this hmm. um i i have to be I, I, or I have become dependent upon a physical regime to uh, dissipate. Fantastic. Energy. That's exactly what it is. All of this is about that. It's about that. Oh, no. Yeah, it <laughs> is. Yeah. No, it's all right. It's all right. Yeah. It's like it's like you. you it's it's like you you, you. you just have an awful lot of energy. Mm -hmm. And and when it's not dissipated, mm. some people get actually yeah. yeah that's what you do with it. Your, your mind goes into these, you know, these, these, these loops. The other place that I've seen this happening for guys is complete addiction to sex, to actually to coming like to an orgasm. It can go one or the other. It's gonna shoot. That's not a problem. Shoot up or shoot it up. It might be. It might be taking. It might have morphed into some other area, rather than yeah. physical sex. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's it, it tends to be it tends to be mm. one or the other. Mm. It tends to be one or the other. But yeah. it, it runner, long distance runner, I love the Oh listen, that would be fantastic you know. for you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The extra energy needs to be dissipated because it's what it's it's just that you're wired with an awful lot of energy. That's all it is. And it's great that you haven't gone down the sex route because that's torturous. It's really torturous because then it's coupled with desire and it's coupled with oh my god. We're already been there, done that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay. So, so what you've done with the extra energy now is that mind, mind is developing these um, uh, neurological pathways 
where where it has no business do you know it's like even the inability to make a decision mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. a, a decision is made mind doesn't make a decision but mind has extra extra it, it's like it has this anxious energy because there's too much it's an overload Mm -hmm. Do you mm -hmm. see? Mm -hmm. And so if it's going to make a decision, it's like it's going to burst too much in one way. It's like, and so what you do is yeah. you hold it back because there's going to be an explosion if you do decide. It's yeah. too much. So you, so you harness it in. Do you see? I think so. Just with that. <clears throat> it wants it all. Like, a, yes. I want both. Yes. I can't decide. Yes. I want Of course. Both. Of course. Because, that you know. Childish, but... No, not at all. That's exactly what too much energy wants. Because it, poof, it, it, it'll go everywhere. And it's yeah. too much if it goes to one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's too much. Mm -hmm. It won't fit in one. So, so then you contain the whole lot. So, suggestions? Yeah, I wonder. I, if, I, if, if, if there's a yoga person here who would know how to deal with that, that might be useful. Because I'm sure there are practices that would help. I know Tai Chi would help. And I know specific yoga practices would help, but I, 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 I'm a bit allergic to yoga, so I, I'm not up in that field. Um, I used to practice Tai Chi. Anyway. Did you? Yeah. yeah, because that moves that energy. It will move mm -hmm. that energy. It means you won't have to run five miles every day. Do you know? Just doing the form will literally just move out that energy and balance it. Mm -hmm. But you'll have to do something. Your most important spiritual practice would be a way of dissipating that energy. That would be the most important thing you could do. Because then everything else will kind of come into balance. You'd be able to watch thoughts. You'd be able to watch the play of like, no, that's just love. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. mind, imagine. So love, I'd be able to watch. Yes. Rather than trying to mess with. Exactly. Okay. Because the, the, okay, so when there's a feeling of love or the idea of love, whichever comes first. Well, the feeling comes first because then the idea jumps on top of it. Sometimes it feels the opposite. So, so, but then because there's extra energy. Oh, oh yeah, love. Okay, do, oh yeah, that must move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But all it is, 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 is the energy is hijacking love and doing something with it. Mm. Okay. Do you see? Yeah. And so then the non-doing idea has been sabotaged also. Because it's like, well, there's nothing to do. Shit, there's nothing to do. What am I going to do with this energy? Mm. You know, this is kind of the, the subtext. Mm-hmm. I don't even like looking at it anymore. I've yeah. seen it so many times. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. yeah. Thank you. You've just got a, an energy management thing that has to ha that has to be your daily practice. You know. Okay. It might shift, but but really, it doesn't matter if it shifts or not. It's just it's just a matter a matter of managing that. And if you do that in the morning, you'll find the rest of the day will just be more in balance. It won't hijack things. The energy is hijacking mm -hmm. things and distorting yeah, that, your perception. That, that fits or that, yeah. that resonates. Fantastic. Yeah. Okay, Great. Yeah, sure. Mm -hmm. Sure. Hi. Ah, bring it in. <laughs> um, we talked a lot this weekend about self-honesty. Mm. And uh, when you catch yourself being dishonest with yourself, yeah. is it enough to just notice? Or do you do something with it? What happens for you? 
it's a reaction, usually it's a, re it's a conditioned reaction. And I notice it, and then it seems you know, to calm down a bit, or not to get lodged in as, a, as an uncomfortable physical feeling. Okay. That turns into guilt and all that stuff. Okay. Okay. So, is it enough to always just notice it and say, oh yeah, there it is? When you see, does the same one come up again even though you've seen it? In another similar situation. Okay, it yeah. will come up again. Yeah. With the same? With, does, it, does, it, does it modify in any way even though you've seen it and you know what it is? Does it lessen or does it come back just the same? Um, well, right at the time it lessens, but then in another situation, when it comes up again, in the same way, uh, it has the same. It, I notice it again. Oh, there, there that is again. You know, either it might be, you know, all those, uh, all those, um, even stuff like arrogance and pettiness and. Right okay. Yes. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. What do you do with them? They're there. <laughs> okay. You see, when if you see something and you nip it while you're in the middle of it, okay, yeah. and you step back and you stop feeding it, <laughs> if the observing of a pattern helps to burn it out, the only way you'll know is that the next time it's not, it's, it's diluted, diluted, diluted. Oh. Now, but what you're saying is that no... It can come up again. Well, you notice them in family more. You know where you have a Oh, this is where it's all hot. <laughs> if you want to know if you're, you're real spiritual, just go spend a few weeks with your family. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's tell you what's there. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. So, so if, it, if, if, you see, people are wired differently. If, if in seeing a, a pattern of, yeah. and you know, like, whoops, if I'm honest with myself, this is a lot of crap. Do you know? Okay, if in seeing something and observing, if it comes with the same, next time it comes back, if it comes with the same intensity or the same effect or the same duration, mm -hmm. then you have to do something about it. Oh. Yes. Whereas if the seeing of it is actually doing the breakdown, fine. Mm -hmm. But if the seeing of it is not doing the breakdown and it keeps repeating, mm -hmm. well, of course, the seeing isn't burning it. What's going to burn it? You're going to have to do something about it. You're going to have to shame it, you know? And what would that look like? Where you don't want to go. <laughs> Where you don't want to go. Exposing. Show me. <laughs> uh, it's usually in the form of admitting something or it's taking the humble route, no? It's mm -hmm. taking the humble route. Yeah, I had actually convinced myself that apologizing wasn't necessary anymore, you know, because these things, they just happen on their own, you're not doing it. Ah, reactions just happen. They do, yeah. Yeah. But was that a nice excuse so that you could satisfy the desire of not apologizing anymore? Probably. Mm, then you see, self-honesty is is going to yeah, say you yeah. can't do that anymore. Self-honesty didn't go that far. <laughs> yeah. 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 Do you see? Yes. Yeah, self-honesty is your thing, all right. It's, yes. It's rattling the whole <laughs> structure. Yeah. Yeah. And I wanted to ask you too about. Um, Self-inquiry. Uh -huh. 
I don't really have a practice. I just read a lot of practices. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so <laughs> that's my practice. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So uh, <laughs> well, I try self inquiries usually to put me to sleep at night. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's great. Yeah. Okay. But uh, anyway, the the observer, uh-huh. you know, uh-huh. just seems to be more mi- mind. It, it just is seems more to mind. Be the part of mind that's being observed. It just seems to, and then something else is kind of seeing that. Yeah. But that something else is not really. Uh, available. It's just some kind of, I don't know, receiver. Okay. Or there's still an experiencing, an experiencer. Okay. It seems to always be operating on some level. If you try to Is peel it, back the layers, the ownership there. goes back with you. Yeah. Mm, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The old onion syndrome. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, it feels like that that there's um, um, that there's a familiarity in ownership for you in the personal eye, in the experiencer. The familiarity is actually what you're clinging to. There's something there's something that's running through all of this, both your questions, which has to do with the familiarity is your comfort zone. What's familiar? is the reason that the habits get refueled. How do you, um, I don't know, yeah, going into strange territory with, but I mean, do you even have a choice to go or not to go? You just gravitate towards what's familiar. This is your MO a bit. (laughs) Yes. You see? Because when you were talking there about, you know, observing and going behind that, you know, and yet there was always an experiencer, it's actually, you're, you're bringing the sensation. As you were saying it, it was like, oh God, you're, you're just bringing a frequency with you. As your perception was going back, you're bringing a frequency. And the frequency, when I look at it, it's like, this is familiar. It's literally familiarity. The energy of familiarity is what you bring with you. So there isn't a clear seeing because there's a reference point that it's familiar coming with you all the time. Yes. Yes, I know. It's the center. Yes. It's the center. Yes. 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 Don't yeah, believe what's... The, fam- uh, that feel the center feels like that's what's animating this body. That's what's existing or that's what's where it's all coming from. It's, it feels like it's a center. Mm. Mm throw it out (laughs) yeah we talk like this stop relying on what's familiar start investigating familiarity okay so if you go back into observing it's like I'm looking at something now it's like okay right now nope no no sense of the familiar, no sense of anything. Let it get raw, naked. 
even if, if it feels, uh, if it always feels like it's coming from a place that's kind of ev where everything is emanating out of, from. Yeah. yeah, you're bringing something with you, you see, all the time. And I'm trying to cut it off and it's not coming. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying about about something is coming with you? Yes. Yeah. Yes. yes okay. I know what it is, right? Yeah. Okay. Don't believe that part. Okay. Don't believe that part. Every moment is actually completely fresh. Completely fresh. It's not connected to the last one or the next one at all. They're completely independent. Every moment is fresh. But is there one staying thing behind it all? No. It's non-phenomenal. And something has made it phenomenal. And that's the familiarity. There can't be oh. one. Yeah, okay. Oh. I better go sit down because that's way enough to... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll have... Uh, uh, in French, we call it nuit It means a uh, sleepless night. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Okay. <laughs> you can do self-inquiry. It'll help you sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anybody, anybody else who needs to come up because it's half past, but is there anybody else who feels they need to come up? Yeah, sure, come up. Is there anybody else? Okay. I guess I've heard, sorry, I guess I've heard, like, different things for different people, and I'm, like, pretty confused about the entire gambit of it all, and, uh, you know, there's a, a physical sensation of discomfort going on in my body, because something's moving, so I felt like I needed to come up here and share that. Because there's, throughout this entire evening, there's been a strong part of my mind that's holding on to the concept. And, and I'm trying to understand what you're saying, and, and There's this kind of like feeling like something's pulling while I want to understand it. Okay. And, I, and it's like there's this resistance happening in my body and I just felt like I needed to say yeah. something about it. I can't explain it, but it's just... Yeah. Yeah. That's all right. 
at the end of the day, it's only about letting go of everything. Keep it simple. Keep it really simple. Really simple. So what you're looking for is like behind your eyes. Do you know what I mean? You're looking from there. That's what you're looking for. You're looking from there. It's that simple. Yeah. And all this other mad stuff we talk about is literally just unblocking where identification is stuck. Yeah, it's just distracting so that you don't notice where you're really looking for. Yeah, it's right. Keep it dead simple. You're looking from there. It already feels better, so yeah. there's. Yeah. I, I hear you. Yeah. Thank you. Sure. Okay, let's call it a night, huh?